Wyverns and Weirdos Curse of Strahd is a horror-themed campaign, and as such, contains dark themes, including descriptions of gore, violence, and other features intrinsic to the gothic horror genre. Hello, and welcome to Wyverns and Weirdos Does Curse of Strahd. I'm your Dungeon Master, Darby, and joining me as always are Zoe playing Sevier. Emily, playing Beatrice, Laura, playing Conrad, Mitch, playing Designation 42, Sexley, and Johanna, playing Fall. Let's jump into it, shall we? So, where we last left off, the party dealt with the, uh, the Amber Golem that had been chasing them down after Exley took a cloak from the treasury in the Amber Temple. Uh, they eventually were able to uh, fight it off um, and then decided we'll get some treasure from the treasury uh, and then made their way down the mountain and set up camp. But that is where we pick up. So is there anything... Oh, also, uh, yeah, Sevier discovered that uh, Paul was the presumably illegitimate brother of Conrad. So, is there anything people would like to do at camp? There are at least two magic objects within the party's uh, possession that are yet to be identified. Well, first off, CV is going to set up alarm around the area we're doing. And she is going to set it up again so that the sound is heard to everyone, not just to her. And she's going to announce that this time. Um, and also she is going to go up to Beatrice to check what our rations are like. Uh, and... If we need more, take anything that needs identifying off Beatrice so she can go hunt for some foods. Uh, uh, Beatrice doesn't uh, need anything else identified because we've already done that. Um, in terms of rations, uh, Beatrice has... Ooh, where are we? Uh... Has uh, eight lots of uh, rations left. Yeah. Well, I just, I know we had it all um, separated up between us, but I was just wondering if you had any idea what the, the general inventory, what, do we have an inventory? Do we have a collective inventory? Some of us, one of us should be keeping a collective inventory. I don't think so. There's only what uh, Conrad and Exley got in uh, in the horde room, uh, that in the cloak that Fall had. Well, yes, I'll get to yeah. those in a minute. But I was just, um, do you need anything before you go looking for food? Because I don't, I don't want you getting hurt. Um, do you need help picking berries? I can help pick berries. I'm, I'm not too tired to do that. I think I'll be all right. Oh, okay. I guess you I'll just stay here and rest. Uh, did you want someone with you to make sure you're not uh, ambushed out there? That would be good. 
Yes. Right, I'll I'll join you. Thank you. And <laughs> um, Beatrice will just sort of pick a direction and whatever looks best, and we'll head that way. All right. As Beatrice is walking off, did Exley get like a rough gist of what that conversation was about? Talking about food and rations. Oh, because you can lip read. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> Exley is going to walk over to Sevia and say, It may be a bit late, as they've already gone. However, we should not need to worry about rations for the foreseeable future. And I cast... Uh, I sort of move my hand around, and a variety of um, red berries sprout in my hand. Oh. I don't... They're edible? You should try one. Uh, she... Ooh. Oh, Do you four. want one full? Um, sure, sure. How many of those can you make a day? Like... Enough. Uh, I believe it's eight per casting. Uh, it's ten per casting. Ten per casting. But, yeah. Oh, it's up to ten, but I'm doing mm -hmm. enough for the party. <laughs> yeah. One for the group. So I'll just be like, oh, okay, I thought if it's like an infinite supply of berries or something, that could really help with, like, hunger and stuff. But, I mean, this it makes a nice side dish. <laughs> um, I do move my hand a little closer to fall and just say, try one. Oh, okay. I try a berry. I also yeah. try the berry. Okay. Do we roll for taste? Conrad watches from suspi with suspicion from the sidelines, Wait. wondering why they're just accepting berries from the robot. That <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to roll for flavor while Came out of nowhere. He was never eaten, and who likes raising the dead? I mean, that is fair. Yeah, that was a two out of four. CV is meh on the berries. That was an 18. I'm like, wow, okay. things are really tasty. Um, We're rolling very So a couple of things to note about those berries. Uh, yes. First of all, you heal one hit point each. <laughs> and secondly, you don't need to eat for the rest of the day. Oh. So the berries provide enough nourishment to sustain a creature for one day. Uh, oh. Oh. Do you feel fuller, Fall? I do. Yes, that's weird. Actually, what are in these berries? Magic. <laughs> oh. I. Uh, these aren't going to make us hallucinate or anything, are they? Uh, oh, God, goodness. I, I couldn't handle that. Not again. To be perfectly honest, I have not tried one, so I don't know. Well, you mean you've never tried one before and you got us to eat one? I do not eat. Has anyone else eaten these before? Have you given them to someone else? I have not known anyone else. Well, I mean, I knew you couldn't... I knew that you couldn't taste things, Exley, in this form, but do you really not need to consume food at all? I do not. Oh. I do not consume food the same way that you do. I do not 
require sleep in the same manner that you do. I do not require air in the same manner that you do. I'm more concerned about potentially being a test subject for some kind of magic barriers. I mean, are you going to start writing notes on this and, uh, like, timing how long it takes us to die or something? That would be an interesting experiment, but I am not conducting one at this time. Oh, oh, good, because I don't think you've done any of the ethical paperwork required for that kind of testing. They're very strict on this at the university, you know. Excellent, just yeah. stares at you. Though I guess neither of you would know. I guess that I guess none of you here would know. I, unless Beatrice has gone to university. Has Beatrice gone? No, she wouldn't have. That's... <sighs> anyway, ex... Oh. No, you, you, you. I'm talking too much. I'm doing it again. Oh, no, that's fine. I was going to say I'm going to um, keep, we should keep an eye on each other to see if we have any weird symptoms. Yes. Um, Exley is also closely monitoring the two for any sign of anything. And if he does notice anything, he will jot that down in his little mental notebook. All right. Can all three of you roll me medicine checks? (laughs) (laughs) Are we going to, like, placebo affect ourselves into making it, thinking it's poisonous? Oh, my Uh, God. Someone pick a number between 1 and 17. 14. Thank you. That's a natural 20 on that medicine check. Okay. Uh, which, with my medicine, makes it a 22. Love all these non-combat nat 20s. <laughs> Love all these uh, really useful nat 1s. I got a 4 total. Oh! <laughs> oh. Exactly, I got a 15. Okay. Stevia, uh, you're, you're aware that it is complete, like... There are no effects, like, other than the intended effects of complete nourishment. Um, fall. You, you, you get, you get a bit of, uh, bit of Munchausen syndrome here. You, you, like, you... I'm not sure that's the right syndrome. It's not. (laughs) That's not the right It syndrome. isn't. It definitely isn't. That's the parent babies one. Just no, that's Munchausen. That's, that's Munchausen's by proxy. proxy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Although I think in health in health psychology they don't use hypochondria either. Oh. I don't know why. <laughs> but yes. Uh, this is what happens with fall. A type of mental disorder in which a person fakes illness. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's so it's right. it's yeah. They look the same from the outside, but okay. Uh, it's psychological. I'm I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Right. Uh, I don't even use psychosomatic either. I don't know what they use. All right, but it probably is actually a psycho, quote unquote, psychosomatic. Yeah. So he's like, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. So yeah. fall like. Any symptom that basically any potential symptom that pops into your head, you manage to convince yourself at least momentarily for probably the next hour that you have it. Like you are feeling itchy. You're feeling nauseous. Like 
Basically, you, I experienced all the normal symptoms of anxiety. And I'm like, oh, God, yeah. heart racing. Yeah. Slight um, nausea, sweating. Yeah. This like, is poison. Your your vision goes blurry this because you... goes with poison. When you lose focus for a moment and you attribute it to the berry, none of it's got anything to do with the berry. <laughs> but you don't know that. Paul just kind of sits down, like, trying to meditate, just, like, fidgeting around, like, constantly, like, looking at Siva, being like, she she looks fine. Oh, man, is it going to affect her too? Actually <laughs> drinks well, water. Um, what does Exley learn from his medicine check? And then I'll say what Sevia is going to do for that I mean, hour while she's also Ex- identifying things. Exley sees very much, like, the, the, the obvious side of it, of, like, Sevia seems perfectly fine. Paul is either having a real, like, some sort of really bad reaction to the berry or is simply having a panic attack. <laughs> One or the other. You're not sure which. Exley assumes that tieflings are mildly allergic to berries. Um, More testing is required. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? Uh, It's okay, it's a a fall. The berries don't really do anything except with with the the fullness. Um, It's not poison, it's fine. Then why is my heart beating? Are you, are you anxious? What kind of question is that? Yes, I can talk. <laughs> well, no, no, you haven't. Been. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Uh, before she even does the medicine, I don't think this will do anything. Sevia would like to cast Identify on Fall to prove that he's not poisoned. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. I, I. It takes casting... ten minutes of holding her hand. I mean, it depends hands. on whether you're casting it ritually or. With a spell I can't slot. cast it non-ritually. Oh, you have no first level slots. Oh, no, you have I no don't have it prepared. Ah, of course. Okay. I, I don't prepare co- it to do it as anything other of than course. a ritual. Yeah, because, like yeah, hear. why would you? Um, yeah, so uh, 11 minutes pass and it's fine. There, are it's fine. No, fine. there are no magical effects uh, affecting fall. So, Stevie has been, like, holding their hands like the whole time just kind of really quietly walking them through it like there are no magical effects on you and also there's no poison and clearly if if it's a magic berry then the bear then the poison would be magical poison and not just normal poison and that would be poison for magic not just magic for for kind of getting yourself in that kind of cronk from emperor's new groove uh (laughs) no copyright not spawn uh little spiral for a second there but she's just trying to comfort fall as best she can and they do this for 11 minutes. Yes. It's so just... whatever anyone else is doing at the time, that is the background noise Go for, it. Yes. for 11 minutes. Okay. All right. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. What is Conrad wow. doing during all of this? Okay. So Conrad was, um, he kind of, I assume we didn't get like near a lake or anything like that yet. So everyone is very stinky right now. Um, but I suppose people who don't have bars every day don't just don't realize that. Um, but anyway, he, um, he's kind of like, um, found a little like corner for where like CV sort of indicated exactly where the perimeter of like the alarm spell is. Um, probably near a tree. Are we like in like a forested area or like we're just like an open plain or um, what's the lo- location like? Let me double check the, the map. Um, so at the base of the mountain where you would have come down, 
you're kind of at the edge of um of a section of the Svalic woods. Um Yes. <laughs> which which Beatrice and Esmeralda would have gone into to yeah. to hunt. Fair enough. Um there is no body of water. Yeah, uh, that's fine. Uh, that's you probably would have you probably actually would have gone far enough um to get to to kind of the the yeah, but um, that's not within the, the perimeter, edge of the, the lunar lake. Um, but no, it is not yeah. within the perimeter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's um he's kind of like uh, found his kind of little spot. Um, that's as protected as possible, and he's going to lay. He's like um, uh, like he's laid out like all of his weaponry, and he's kind of like been building, polishing it a little bit while he's been watching skeptically while he's been giving. <laughs> um, Sevier and um, full mysterious berries, <laughs> um, and um, he's uh, been like kind of taking a few notes in like his little diary, but he hasn't like it's not like writing long stuff, it's just like quick little no- shorthand type notes. Um, okay. he's been flipping through it, um, and he has also had like next to him like Strad's diary and the, the weird book that he also got, mm-hmm. um. And I guess after a little bit, he's going to just, once he's kind of like finished polishing his weaponry, as we say, um, he's going to kind of um, uh, stand up and just kind of survey what they're doing. So like a fall and Sevier are kind of still doing their thing for about 10 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's Exley doing? Is he just still observing? Um, Exley has moved away from the group. Um, and he's um, sort of half squatting next to a tree um just uh, you know maybe 10 15 meters away from the rest of the group okay um so conrad will kind of uh stand up with his hand on his hips as he looks around and then he'll kind of like uh stride over to exley um he's still striding his little posturing way but like as quietly as he can because he's quite stealthy as well um but then he'll just come and stand in front of him and look down at all probably look evenly at Exley. I don't know. He's very tall, even if he's squatting, I imagine. Um, Probably slightly down. And then he'll be like, um, 42. Conrad. Question. Why did you linger with the treasure? Exley doesn't respond for a while. Um, and then he goes I felt some of the items may be useful for who? for anyone for anyone? I should like to speak with you for a, a time and for you to listen and then we shall be done if you can step with me to the perimeter of course and actually will follow cool we'll stride over there um and then he'll kind of like uh look out and then turn around and kind of like fold his arms sort of like uh so he's kind of like probably <laughs> leaning against a tree like he was like leaning against on like the um the walls when he was still trying to look cool <laughs> um and then he's like um Mm. When we first met, 42, 
I hoped we held a similar view upon use and advantage and survival. Of assessment of worth and, I will speak plain, of similar understanding of much emotion. I was interested in your magic and your use and hoped I could learn some from you. I will again speak plain that I still am, but I have since recent events in the temple a better understanding of you and I feel of everyone here. Your... Well, the treasury. You are the least predictable of everyone here. As a machine, that is surprising. You speak, you hold no allegiance and care only for use of others. Yet, as you say, you retrieved item for use for any, and I personally find there is little true use in holding no allegiance to anyone. Not that many here understand. I have tried my hardest with everyone to come to arrangements, despite their, well, despite their status and my station, and he looks uncomfortably over at fall and kind of like shakes his head a bit. Like, I have tried my hardest with everyone, and they cannot, so that is that. My example of leadership is clear for that. And yet, you, 42, speak at length that you make no allyship with those that offer, as you so told me in the uh, temple with the tombs. And uh, you have spoken that you truly hold no allegiance. And still, in the temple, I have noticed you have tried... You have tried many a time of late to curry favour with some, specifically Sevia. And he will pause. And then if Exley does not make any reaction, <laughs> he will then continue. Uh, Exley is looking at you with a cocked head. It's fair. So if you can't just continue to filibuster, you'll be like, I understand why. She held... held and he, I, I must specify, he's not talking very loudly and he's moved as far away as possible so that um he's speaking in a register that he thinks like will not be picked up while I see if you're all full basically um but yes I understand why see if holds power but lacks finesse and with a with firm guidance maybe moulded into an efficient tool that's how you see it anyway yes similar to how you hold some Respect for Beatrice, for her small magic and her skill with bow, as you blessed her weaponry when we were fighting that fox creature um, that had magic for some reason, and um, instead of listening to instruction, you hold no interest in fall, I have noted, while overlooking that despite their whining, they do not play their hand, but would be better moulded under guidance. They also appear to have magic, but you still find them wanting in your assessment. And they, and he again looks over at Fall and Sevia. Again, like when he's talking about like Fall, Fall, he's like, he's just generally quite blank when he's talking about this. Um, but again, he kind of like falters a little bit when he's looking over at Fall again and kind of 
squares his chin up and like um, continues like uh, well they hold the closest companionship to Sevier, which I wager carries strength in your idea of their lack of use. And you call... You have called me for playing my hand, as you call it, for keeping others out when I extend an offering to one who I thought could be ally, though certainly not friend, as others say, and you call it with the sound of betrayal. I'm not stupid. I understand your apparent assessment. I am unskilled in magic, as you assume, and initially unused to creatures not predisposed to armed or unarmed close combat. I have... In the temple, I have had other priorities of recent, which many do not seek to understand. And despite many a time during the temple that it was I that kept the others from harm, you still thought of me as others do, as the inevitable villain for seeking out power that could rid this land of Strahd while others cower in the light. Well, and yet, and yet, there is no use for allies as you told me, and yet you assess everyone and feel some wanting and some worthy of hiding sight from your friends, as it might make her condition less malleable. Yet you may turn and cast healing, which is much appreciated my way when in combat. I find it difficult to predict your actions, 42, but you understand what I am now saying. You are far more effective and more adaptable than you wish to be as a machine. And more importantly, you are more human and more like me than you believe you are. And it kind of just like huffily and kind of like folds his arms like he thinks he's made a really good point. Um, but, and like while he's been doing it, has been quite like impassive, but then he has been kind of like more gesturing as like the conversation has his little speech has kind of, I suppose, gone on. Um, but they kind of like just yeah, satisfying, like kind of like crosses his arms, like and just cocks his head to the side in the same way that um, Exley does. There's a pause um, <clears throat> as Exley's expression is unmoving, um, and then Exley will just say, "Do you wish for me to respond?" Do you just... Well, yes, I would. Do you not have one? I do. Then but speak. when we... When you asked me over here, you implied that you wanted to talk, and I to listen. Yes. Well, my talk is now finished, and now I will listen. Your assessment of me is admirable. It is not entirely incorrect, yet it is not entirely correct. I am aware that I do not have the same tendencies as what I once did when I was serving as a guardian. I am aware 
that the soul that has now become part of me was not mine to begin with. I am also aware of the more powerful members of this group and of the less powerful members of this group. Your assessment on that was mostly correct as well. And Exley does look into the forest at this point. Um, I have not been alive, if you would call it that, for very long. And while there is some sort of confidence in knowing that I can make my own decisions, I do sometimes feel lost without guidance. I, on joining this group, thought there may be a possibility for guidance under one of you. That is why I have been watching you. Or there are two members in this group who I feel would work very well as a mentor figure. And that's all he would say. Okay. Sir? Uh, does Conrad have something to say in response? He would like to, but if you want to cut to someone else for a moment, you no, can. No, I, I was just going to say, like, to jump to the return of Beatrice and Esmeralda. But if, yeah, if oh. Conrad's got something to say to wrap that up. Uh, yeah, all right, I'll be brief then. Um, yes, so, um, yeah, when actually, like, uh, looks out into the forest and looks back and then kind of just, like, uh, return kind of like follows his gaze and then returns back and goes hmm interesting update to assessment then I had thought you wished to be leader I suppose that does not discredit yourself from leader merely that you are looking for guidance from someone I do find that interesting I, as I said, I find it very difficult to predict your actions most of all. And I suppose as creature only recently given life, in a different sense, that is understandable. Well. I suppose that is interesting. I appreciate you mentioning it. And I do not know. Well, all I shall say is a change has happened to all of us. I know I am no longer who I was once before the temple, and I shall never be again. And my understanding of this group since will never be how it was again as well. It has all changed and that is all. 
It has been good to talk. Before we finish, I would like to extend my apologies for speaking ill of four. I did not know of your familiar connection prior to all of this. So in the future I will refrain from speaking ill. I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. What do you know, Fall? When did you hear this? Did when they speak it to... What? Explain. You were discussing in the same room in the library as the rest of us. You were not near? I was not. <laughs> then how came you by this? There are other methods of hearing than just using ears. Were you... to animals? Could you speak to spiders? Did they listen? I have not attempted to speak to a spider before. Perhaps I shall in the future. So, after... After a bit of time, uh, Beatrice and Esmeralda return with uh, enough enough food to feed uh, six people, uh, or or is it seven? Regardless, enough food to feed all of those who need to eat. Uh, to discover that Exley cast Goodberry, uh, and so at the very least, Sevier and Fall. Do not need to eat. Um, that is assuming that Fall and Sevia are not anxious enough to stuff their faces anyway out of pure <laughs> politeness. Yeah, because that's what Sevia is doing. <laughs> okay. okay uh, roll me a Constitution saving throw. Oh no! Fall <laughs> is kind of Ooh. picking at it. That is a 19. Okay, yeah, that, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I'm there. Alright. So, um, as, as the sun, what little sunlight peeks through from the clouds um, begins to disappear, uh, as result is going to speak up. Um, so, uh, what order are we going to do watches in? I will take first watch. I will take second. I'll take the last watch. I, I'm happy to take the third. I, I can take one if you <laughs> want. Um, do we? How do two plus two plus two? We only need four people take watch. I mean, it doesn't hurt to have two people on watch if we can, but not necessary either. No, it's... I'll, I'll just sleep. I can identify these things in the morning. Uh, 
I mean, you you have enough time to identify them in in the oh, lineup. Well, yeah. Then I'll do. That. So, I was gonna uh, say oh, in like, yeah. yeah in the lead up to preparing for bed, Beatrice is going to attune to the Sun Sword. Okay, so uh, items that need identifying: the cloak, definitely. And if Conrad, if Conrad wishes for it to be identified, the tome can be identified as well. Um, also, any bits of treasure. Sylvia's yeah. got time. Yeah. She's still. I mean, uh, she didn't get bonked on the head this time. She just got bit. So no concussion watch. So oh. she can just do this till she's extra oh. sleepy. Um, so the, <laughs> the cloak is a magical item called Nature's Mantle. Um, so it is, uh, it requires attunement by a druid or a ranger and shifts color and texture to blend with the terrain surrounding the wearer. Uh, while wearing the cloak, the wearer can use it as a spell casting focus for druid and ranger spells. Additionally, while they are in an area that is lightly obscure, they can hide as a bonus action. Um, even yeah. if they are being directly observed. So only okay. Beatrice and Exley have the option of uh, using that. Okay. Sevie is um, once again doing all her little runes, which for the sake of saying it would also have popped up while she was... I panic identifying with fall. They would have just been little runes like springing up from their hands. Um, but yeah, she finishes all the runes and probably the whole time as she was learning things about it, she was saying all this out loud. So she gets to the end of it and she's like, well, um, I guess Beatrice and Exley can fight over this one. What is it? Oh, you were... Oh, of course, no one. You don't have to listen when I talk. It's fine. Um, uh, it's a it's a cloak, and it 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 shifts to the environment around you, and it can help you hide uh, very quickly, even if someone's looking right at you. And also, uh, for any druid or ranger uh, spells, um, you know, people who focus on that kind of thing, you can use it as a focus. So that gets rid of a lot of um anything not monetarily based. Uh, as far as components go. Okay. Yes. Well, uh, hmm? well, I was just going to say, um, if it is between the two of you, um, you do have the sword. And also, you are a lot smaller and can hide a lot better than Exley. You're, you're almost as good as Conrad is at hiding already. Um, this might be a good thing for Exley to have. Would you like the cloak, Ixley? I don't have need of hiding. But, I mean, it could be helpful. And again, it helps with the magic. And um, it, uh, it's mostly magic and hiding, really. But it also looks quite cool, if that's important. Is it? She looks at Conrad. Conrad's been like very quiet this this evening, um, but he's kind of like probably again doing stupid lady efforts to a tree thing that, nearby. That is oh. the image in Tasha's. 
for reference. Okay, it's a cloak. And it shifts. It's green with a hood. It's got little shoulder pads like it's made. And and of course, it shifts in uh, color and texture Mm. to match the environment around it. Mm. He raises his eyebrow and then looks over um, Exley and Beatrice. And and he says, um, yes, well, I think looking cool is very important, obviously. Um, He, like, gestures to himself. (laughs) I love how how you're saying this to the two characters in the campaign that just do not care about looks. (laughs) Yes. Um, She's trying. I know. I think Sevia makes good point, though. I, I you do. have no use of hiding 42, but you are also most at risk of being hit in all previous combat encounters. You are more likely to take risks if Beatrice is standing afar and shooting from bow. There's not much use in hiding. If you are to be using sword more, Beatrice, yes, absolutely. But Exley is one more frequently in front range and having more of a understanding of element of surprise. It is something that can be adapted to, if not presently useful in the current way that you operate things. That is only my assessment, of course. But I think Sevia has good point. Thank you. Yes, that was a good assessment. <laughs> so, um... Carol looks quietly pleased with himself. <laughs> Does not tries not to pay much heed to the silence between the two party members <laughs> that he's tried to comment on. Um, this kind of just smirks, I suppose. Well, um, you know what? I'm just going to leave this here, and she puts it in the middle of <laughs> the circle of alarm, and she's like, "When we wake up, one of you will have it." And at this point, it's not quite my issue anymore. So, uh, does anyone have anything else they want me to identify? I know Conrad had a crown. Uh, that might be something. Or um, Beatrice had a big blanket full of wood and gems. Uh, that could be something. Uh, I mean, if you want, want... Some, something to do, you can identify it. Yeah, Just while I've got the... The, the the magic going because um, once I stop I fear I may fall right asleep uh, no, right. just very carefully places the chest in the blanket and unwraps it all and in places it in front of Sevia um, Exley is also going to walk up to Sevia um, and quietly does your identify tell you what something is or what something is capable of. Um, yes, it does. Yes, it it does. Uh, it's a bit... She gets out her little spell book. And she's like, um, I can tell if, uh, if it's magic. 
I can tell uh, what its properties are, how to use them, if it requires attunement, if it has charges, how many it has. Uh, I learn if there are any spells affecting something or someone, uh, or curses, or uh, anything. Um, if an item was created by magic, I can tell what kind of magic was used to do it. Uh, all that, yes. Exley's going to take a beat, um, and then kneel, sit, to sort of sink uh, next to Sevia, um, and say, can you identify me? Oh, of course, I can. Um, I'll do the coins second, then. Uh, if anyone else has anything, just put it in the pile. It's, um, yes, I can do that. And then she will, uh, take one of Exley's big metal fists and just take it in her little bitty hands and she will, uh, her necklace will start glowing and little runes will kind of appear between her hands and she will cast Identify on Exley as a ritual. So prepare for 11 minutes of this again. So there is an inherent low level of magic to the, the creation of Warforge, um, which you do pick up on with the spell. Um, it's... Yeah, it's not enough that it would really be noticeable uh, on a through detect magic, but um, it's enough that identify does pick it up. Um, but it seems to defy any sort of specific identification. Mm-hmm. Is that it? That is it. Okay. Um, well, there's the general, um, most, I haven't met, met has she met many Warforged? No. 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 You, uh, Any? Roll, roll me an Arcana check. Seventeen. Seventeen. Um, you've you've not heard of any, like yeah. anything even close to Warforged. You've heard of automatons, um, but they don't have the sentience that Exley appears to have. Okay. Um. Well. Uh. I don't have a lot of experience with Warforged, like like you are, actually. I believe something in the magic is telling me that's the specific name for the people like you who have been kind of created manually. Um, there's a certain low-level magic required to that process in general um, in order to 
encapsulate the sentience in the mind, but there's nothing specific. Uh, in all honesty, I get, apart from that low-level magic, I get no more off you than I get off Fall or Conrad. Uh, I'm sorry if that's not what you wanted to hear. That is okay. Insight check. Okay. On a robot. Ooh. 17. Do you want me to roll anything, Darby? Uh, roll me... Just, uh, I'll, I'll allow you to just judge what Sevia would be able to pick up from Exley's mannerisms based on that role. Okay. Um, well, Exley doesn't show a lot of emotions, um, but uh, you get the sense that he might be maybe upset or vaguely disappointed or uh, confused, or anything like that, if he was expecting something different. Um, may I ask, Exley, um, why did you ask? You uh, have seemed pretty certain of your existence. Um, is there anything you thought was affecting you? I I know not why I am. I only know that I just am. I wish to know if there is something more about me that I am yet to discover. Oh. Or if this is all I am. Well... As I said, you have just as much inherent magic affecting you, really, as any of us. And we're all as quite as different as can be. Uh, what you are made of does not dictate what you become. And then she kind of looks at herself and then goes, in most cases. Uh, you can, you know, you've been, uh, uh, you, as you've said, you have not been alive for, for very long, um, and yet you've developed, you came to us with a personality and it has only gotten stronger, and I've seen you, um, you know, talking with us and establishing relationships with us and and trying to be stronger and and more like us and and i don't know if um uh, that indicates a certain level of humanity to me and in trying to be like us but i guess are you just trying to find what parts of us suit you or are you just trying to find you in general 
Exley's going to cock his head at that comment. Um, Love to confuse a robot. <laughs> um, he'll respond with... Um, I was just curious. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I'm always happy to talk about things like this. I'm not good at things emotionally, but um, if you ever want to talk, I am here she Thank started you. very awkwardly kind of yeah sorry okay so uh for the sake of brevity uh nothing in the chest is magical um mm -hmm. conrad were you putting anything forth to be identified yeah so i imagine while all the, like the 22 minutes at least have been going on now <laughs> the two bouts have identified potentially three um, he's been uh, looking over, like, the book that he got, um, not Strad's diary, but, like, um, the tome, mm. again, um, with some frustrations, not finding anything interesting out of it. Um, so then he will kind of, like, stride over um, and then just, like, drop it directly in front of Sevia, where she's got her little stuff set up, I suppose. She startles. Oh! Pardon? Um oh. I have a book I do not understand. I can read it, oh. but it feels different. Magic? There is a strange feeling to it that I feel much lately. Perhaps oh. it is magic. You can, uh, perhaps you can look over it. Yes, um, she picks it up and she's, oh, this is the one that wouldn't burn. Is that? Oh. Yes, the one you were pretending was Strahd's diary. I tried to set it on fire yes. to see if I could, yes. Oh, I see. Goodness. Mm. Many creatures yes. do not, not uh, employ to, to react to decoys in this land. It's most frustrating. No. Um, uh, they can't stab them in the, in the in the shin. They can't. You can't um, uh, make something follow decoy. Really, it's just. I will well. say, Conrad, you you did a very good job trying to deceive Strad. It was quite a good performance. Uh, really on par with me in fall, I think, with the dinner invite. You did a very good oh, job. Um, well, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, uh, we all have to try our best after all. So, yes, you and fall did a capital job. Yes, no, we did. You must be quite proud of them uh, doing such a good job. Why because we're... Because we're all friends here, yes? Ha! Oh, yes, yes, friends, of course, yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> he now looks incredibly suspiciously from Sevia to Exley to Full, <laughs> and then just looks at Beatrice like, like suspiciously. Um, I, and then kind of just, like questions for I... a little bit and kind of like squares his shoulders again. <laughs> yeah. Do I roll a deception on that, Darby, or is that just not even worth it? Uh, <laughs> I, 
I don't, don't worry about it. He's if, not trying to ascertain yeah. too much. He's just like cool. suspicious yeah. now. Um, <laughs> if Conrad had asked for an insight, I would have said yes, deception. Mm. But yeah, okay, without yeah. no no real need. That's uh, fair. So. It's interesting that you said that you could not understand the book. Mm. Uh, interesting that you used that specific word, because this is a tome of understanding. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, this book contains intuition and insight exercises, uh, and its words are charged with magic. You spend 48 hours over a period of six days or fewer studying the book's contents and practicing the guidelines your wisdom score increases by two, as does your maximum for that score. The manual then loses magic, but regains it in a century. Okay, okay, okay. Is it one of those magical books? Yes. That, like, uh, th th yeah. <laughs> that was not the end of my sentence. <laughs> I knew where you were is going. It, is it what? It, yeah, it's one of those ones that, like, changes how it's read to suit the person reading yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's the way that I rule it anyway. Ah, so it's like folklore. Interesting. Okay. Oh. You've... What a find, Conrad. Yes. Yeah, I believe this is a, a tome of understanding. And uh, if you... You have to read the whole thing in six days. Uh, and you have to spend... Easy. A decent amount of time concentrating on it. It's full of, of exercises that you have to do. Uh, like when you're learning piano or when you're learning to play chess and you memorize all these things, you know? Um, yes. And you do those and you do all the exercises and it should make you more wise. Oh. Like, uh, not just in, a, in, a, in the same sense that same playing Sudoku makes you smarter. It quantifiably makes you more wise on a scaled gradient interesting well i think i am plenty wise already but um and then he kind of like it's just like he kind of in like it's obviously not meant as like a full-on joke but that's his very like odd way of trying to like speak lightly um but then he kind of like um even while he's saying that his expression kind of just like sorrows a bit um and then he kind of like looks at the tome that you're holding with a lot more sort of like um like he i don't know tense like he looks just looks a bit tense he's like yes well new knowledge so yes well that would sir that shall serve me well then yes good and i believe too if you if you start reading it with the the intent of learning the information from it, it should magically make itself um, as easy for you to, to read as possible. Fascinating. You know, I've heard, yes, I, we, I've heard of some of these. They tend to only be used once every century, but um, some of them can make themselves look like picture books for those that are particularly young. Some of them make themselves seem like uh, manuals or games or novels, things like that, whatever the easiest way for you to learn would be. Oh, I see. Well, reading a book will probably be the easiest for me. <laughs> I did quite a lot of that. Really? Yes. What was your favourite kind of book? Um, 
a very manly one about um, stabbing people, obviously. Oh. Uh. Mine was one about a girl who got to go to a magical land and find a wizard who, who gave her magical shoes. Oh, well, I suppose if we go and visit Hexley's previous master, perhaps he will give you some shoes. Or some oh. better ones, anyway. <laughs> uh, the wizard in the story was fake, but yes. <laughs> well, I like my shoes. Magicians can be like that. Well, good. Yes, books are good. Um, mm. Oh, yes, I spent um, many a time reading them when I was younger. Uh, if well, when we're out of Barovia, if you ever want, um, the university at Dorham has an extensive library, and I have an extensive one at home too. If you ever wanted to come over and read, oh well, my my family home has a great library, um, but uh, yes, perhaps libraries elsewhere would be better. Then at home. Yes. Uh, anyway. Uh. Uh, yes, well, thank you. I shall, uh, thank you for assessing this. I shall look forward to obtaining more magical uh, knowledge from its pages. Thank you. I, um, clearly that is why it felt that way. All right. Good. So, <laughs> um, you, you wrap up collectively. Unless there's something someone wants to do, that you wrap up collectively for the evening, and we move on to people's watches. So, who was first? Remind me. Beatrice, Beatrice. was first. So, roll me a perception check. Um, 24. 24. Um, you... Uh, your watch passes uneventfully. Okay. Watch number two. Mm-hmm. Perception check, please. Okay, so... 17... Oh, plus an eight. <laughs> um, cool. So, yes. A yeah. lot. Um, your watch passes uneventfully. Silly, which is lucky because Connor is pretty much not doing a great deal. He's kind of drawing in his um, diary the, the, okay. the, for the majority of it. All right. Uh, then Esmeralda. Uh, yep. Her watch passes uneventfully. And I believe four was the last watch. Yeah. Um, so perception that, check, please. That is a 15. Fifteen. Okay. Um. Uh, you see. Uh. Mm -hmm. hmm, let me let me find the text here. Um. You hear the howl of a wolf some distance away. Uh, okay. About how far away? Uh, uh, it's hard to tell with a 15. Yeah, yeah, um, okay. 
um, Fall, who was like um, just trying to like practice illusions, basically. They've been they're trying to get their thaumaturgy and to work it into actual illusions and they're probably managing they're making like little flowers on the ground and things and then suddenly they, they just fizzle away into nothing and um they're like oh i hope that's not strat um oh um mm, uh, um uh, i'm not sure um ugh. and they go and they and they like kind of gently shake sevia um hi uh sorry sorry to wake you sevia it's uh, fine. Yes. What? 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 Good? Does, bad? No. Yes. Maybe there's a wolf out in the distance. I think. Oh, not is another this, wolf. Is this party what? Like, do what? Is this worth waking everyone up? I didn't want to like annoy Beatrice or anything. I oh, I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't know a lot about wolves. I'm thinking a wolf again, or like a big old dire wolf or something. Should I just keep an ear out? I think I can sit up with you if you want um, and help keep an ear out, uh, see if it gets any closer, because even if it's not a Strad wolf and just a normal wolf, then that's still not very good. I guess so. Yes, I am. Oh, sorry for overreacting. I'm not sure. No, 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 no. That's that's fine. We never know what's good and what's bad in here. That's true. Um, actually, I guess I I, I can show you. I've been working on illusions. <gasps> really? Yes, yes. There were some people I... in my circus troupe who could do all kinds of things of magic that were that were helpful for like cheering along everyone else, all the other performers, and I. I don't know. Ever since I've, hmm. I didn't. So I did a few spells I, with the holy symbol, and I'd been kind of trying to work along so I could help them too. Um, I can make a flower. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um. Can you make a? Can you make an Arcani smile? Um. Do I know what an Arcani smile is? Uh, I guess. Rock the nature check. Yeah. The. They're they're popular in Dorum. Are they blue in the spring? I haven't been to Dorum. I rolled an eleven. Um, that's enough. You you've not seen any in person, but you have uh, seen depictions of them on. um, Oh yes, yes. Um, uh, one of the old monks used to like botany. Um, sure. I think I know what it looks like. I try to make the flower. It looks a little bit like a little bit more like pencil sketch than it should. <laughs> oh my goodness, Paul! That's so <laughs> wonderful. I think I'm getting the hang of it. You really are. I didn't. Is this what? What kind of magic is this? Is this something from your your training? Are you learning another kind of magic? Is this? Uh, do do tieflings have an inherent magic ability? I mean, I'm not sure if I'm just because I was just drawing off like our thaumaturgy. Like we we we're pretty good at illusions and little effects, so I'm not sure if it's turning into something else yet or not. Huh. That's actually that's okay. Sevia, um, mm-hmm. you're very good at things. Am I? Yes, you're very good at things too. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, 
I'm going to roll. All right. Um, hmm. Now maybe try a thing and see if it's easier. Oh, oh what kind of thing? Like a magic thing? Uh, hmm. I don't know. Um, here, have this stick. Try to throw that stick at the tree. Okay. <laughs> uh, she's going to try and like just f- fling it. I guess I'll just roll a d20 to see whether what Fool is trying to do works. I'm so uh, curious. That was a five, so I'm guessing it does not work. Okay. So roll as you normally would. Okay. Just uh, that's a natural 18. What am I adding to it? Uh, it would just be your uh, strength or dexterity for a throne. Um, I'll add a dex because that at least is not a zero modifier. <laughs> so that makes it a dirty 20 to hit All the right. tree. I mean, it hits the tree. <laughs> a pretty big target. Oh, is that. Did, did, did you make me do that? I'm not very so. good at throwing things. I think so. It might be working. That's how it's supposed to work. Like just a little, a little, a little magical boost of encouragement. Like a, some of the performers would do that. Do you? And maybe wait, that worked. Like inspiration. Yes. Yes. Like. Wait. I don't really play. It might be music or singing or something. I don't really have that. But I think it worked. What does Sevia know of bards? <laughs> um, you you would be aware of bards. Like there are there are specific like bardic faculties within the arcane uh, okay. academy. So, so you're you're trying to learn a new type of of magic, like like um like you said, performer magic. Yes, and things like I, that. I always kind of liked magic, although I think. I don't know whether someone tried to have me look at like a wizard spell book one time and that went right over my head, but <laughs> mm. you, this is easy. That, that's so wonderful though, that you're finding a way to, to learn and, and to do it. That's so wonderful. Um, oh, I wish I could be a better help. I don't, I don't have a lot of teaching magic, like prestidigitation or things like that. Um, Oh, just, oh, that's all right. Um, but I think I can, I'll, I'll, uh, mm-hmm. Well, I guess, um, um, well, like you said, you don't really play an instrument or, or sing, but, but some magic, you, you know, it can be good to have a focus of some kind to help with components. So maybe, I don't know, we could, I could help you find a focus and that might make magic casting a bit easier, something to kind of help channel things through. I guess so. Well, actually, uh, hmm. um, and she puts her hand on her necklace. And then she looks at the grimoire next to her. Oh. Actually, um, and her hands kind of start shaking. She oh. goes, I can use the grimoire to cast spells. I don't need this as much so if you want i can um and she 
she takes off the necklace and it's this, you know, it's the big silver chain with the big uh, triangle gem at the end. It's like pink, but it kind of rainbow reflects in the light. It's like a purpley pink. Uh, and it's kind of that really nice, like it's flat on the back, but it's got a gem cut at the front. And she kind of really gently kind of puts it on the fall around his neck. And she's like, ah, my father gave that to me when I was first learning magic. It's the first focus I ever use. Uh, and I kind of got used to it, but it, but I can use this now. And maybe it's good to, to let go of things like that. So if you want, you can, it's, it, it's a family heirloom too. Uh, it was my father's and then he passed it to me. It was his father's for him. I'm, uh, so, well, I don't know, just based on what you said earlier, maybe if Conrad's family hasn't been good to you, maybe mine can do something for you. Um, all looks like very touched. <laughs> Sabia, thank you. Uh, um, that's so that's so kind of you. I can't imagine ever ever being able to get a family heirloom or anything. I surely I couldn't take anything like that from you. No, it it means a lot to you. It does. But that's why I want to give it to you. You know, I said, I said I wanted all of us to be friends when we're done, but I think you and I are friends now, and, and I care about you. Full, um, wraps her up into, like, a big old hug. Oh. <laughs> and probably, she, like, a, a, like, lifts her up off of the ground a little bit, that kind of hug. 100% does. Hug. She is crying. A little bit. <laughs> so, it's it's not long before everyone else wakes up. Everyone gets their long rest. So those who had the point of exhaustion no longer have I the get, point of exhaustion. Sevia, your hit back. point maximum returns to normal. Ah, thank you. In the morning, Darby, can I do a quick thing? Yeah. So when Conroe gets up, he's going to kind of just like be pacing around a little bit again after he's like, starts lots of stretches, trying to crick his back out. He's then going to try and just like look to see if there's any creatures in like the perimeter that we're in. Does he find any spiders or anything? Uh, roll me an investigation check. Okay. <laughs> Why have I rolling out of combat? Oh, so it was an 18 plus... Three, so twenty-one. Uh, you find a small spider's nest <laughs> in the, not that you would know, but the exact same tree that Sevia threw the stick at. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> they're angry. Cool. Sorry. It's, no, it's a big tree. It barely made yeah. a dent, but because it's just kind of like yeah. like it's just kind of pacing. It's just like just a bit restless, like a, um, but because he knows he has to do the perimeter, quite possibly is. Yeah, he doesn't want to approach Sefer about it yet. So he looks at the like little um tree and he kind of just like glares over in the direction of where um Sefer and Fall are, where Exley are, and even Beatrice, the 
possibly some of them might still be asleep. That's cool. And then he kind of just like glares at the spider and is like, stupid. Can you, can X they talk to you? Oh, I don't know. But okay, the stupid thing is Conrad should be able to actually. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, um, so, oh, I don't know why. <laughs> Who is Exley? I beg your pardon? Who is Exley? Ah! Ah! Ah, then, no, no, this is, it, it's, it's Barovia. This is straight, uh, Exley is a, bi a big person. That one. And he points to Exley. Metal man. Shiny man. Yes. Do you speak with him? Did you tell him things? Do no, all no creatures shiny tell man. things? No, yes, no shiny shi man. No. No shiny man. Why am I... Do you speak to anyone? We speak to you. You speak to me? No uh, one else has spoken before. Has anyone come by here before? Many. But only me. Only you talk. I see. Well, I thank you for speaking. I had thought you, all of your kin, were telling. I, I was. It was a joke, but. Uh, I, I I thought you were tell your kin were telling secrets of mine to others, but clearly I can tell secrets to you. We like secrets. Excellent. Can eat secrets? Not eat secrets, no. But um, hmm. We don't like oh. secrets. Uh, my apologies. Will, will this do? And he'll like, but he probably has like a bit of the rashes. He just pulls off a little piece of jerky, just like puts in the spider's nest. Very and they awkwardly. swarm over it. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> mm. He just kind of like stands back and just like watches stewing over this revelation. <laughs> uh, and Esmeralda uh, speaks up from the, the center of the. So, uh, Sevia, actually, make sure at least one of you has dispel magic. Uh, yes, prepared, prepared, ready. I'm not walking through fire again. No. Um, so once we go through the pass, where do where are we going? Was there something else we needed to do? Um. I mean, there's more than kind of stuff, but that's near Strahd's castle. Um, so, I don't, I don't, we have everything we need from the prophecy, so. Order two, you know your old master. Would he be of use in this? Or is this a task set only to us, as the Moynteer have done. I believe there would be many that can be of use to us. Mordenkainen is one. Good. Your friend Rudolf is another. 
Ah, yes, him. True. Surely collecting useful acquaintances would be a boon. Yes, we can approach Strad, but we really do not have the upper hand, even if uh, Paul, and again, he kind of like just doesn't really look at Paul. He doesn't look like, not like pointedly, but he's just uncomfortable, um, like yesterday. Um, uh, did scare him with lantern or medallion, um, but uh, I feel in his own home it will be difficult without more information and perhaps more help. Would seem there would be an advantage in having him locked down to a more refined, uh, restricted area, but as you say, uh, that advantage is balanced out by his advantage of home ground. I, yes. If we can get to uh, some place, I can do the job of uh, going to uh, recruit Van Richten and Mordenkainen uh, if you would like to, I don't know, try to find his staff, take up uh, Shrad's offer of dinner, uh, do some, some reconnaissance. Hmm. Uh, it's up to you uh, what you would like to do, but I, I would... All, all I'm saying is that I, if you would like to uh, get ahead on some things, I can try to bring Van Richten and Mordenkainen into the loop. That would be good. There were also some individuals that we assisted in part, I suppose, uh, Ismark and Arena. I do not know how they fare, however, um, but they may fear they owe us something at least. I will make point. Perhaps visiting Strad will be interesting. However, where I am from, if uh, you invite your enemy to dinner, you should certainly be the, your enemy should certainly be bringing a, uh, a spoon with uh, holes to filter out the poison in it. Uh, shall I say? Um, usually, making a spectacle of that is uh, guaranteed bloodbath. <laughs> so, I do not know if it is the same where. Others come from, um, especially, well, yes. And it's, of course, you need to put up appearances uh, for some marriage proposal or something, Strad. but... Mm. Strad likes to play games with his... what he sees as food or subjects. So I don't think you'll be in much danger on a first visit. Um, I will remind you all that as much as he did invite all of us, and, and technically specifically me, to dinner, I did also put a lot of fire into his face, and we did chase him comically through the snow and made him look a bit of a fool. True, he might not be looking his best now, which is a pit. yes, um, it, uh, hmm, he will be across. This is a pity that is the case. Your your previous allies, Arena and Ismark, where did you part with them? 
In Valaki. All right. So it might be an idea to... Maybe we could pass through there on the way to Strad. Yes. We might be able to speak to the were-ravens, too. Yes. Oot. Yes. See them again. S- sounds like a good plan, then. Hmm. Okay. Um. Before we set off, I have one thing that I would like to attempt. If you would give me ten minutes. Sure. Huh? Is it Ooh. magic? Is it more berries? <laughs> we can have berries if you would like. And Exley will cast good berry. just <laughs> takes one. Esmeralda takes one. I'm fine, I'll eat. Conrad takes one chest in his pocket. Yeah, sorry. Okay. (laughs) I was going to say, CV offers one to Conrad, but if he... Oh, well, then he he kind of, like, um, looks suspiciously, but then just plucks it out of her hand, I suppose, if she offers it. And then she'll eat one, too. (laughs) Fair. Okay. Actually offers one to Esmeralda as well. Uh, I already said it. Yeah, it is, well. oh, okay. Oh, cool. yeah. Exley's not paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> he just keeps no. it. Yeah, Exley's yeah. actually very distracted at the moment. Yeah. Um, because uh, he's going to uh, say, I will be back in just a minute. I would require some silence. And he's going to grab Vilnius's body and just sort of slowly carry him into the tree line. Silence or privacy, he calls out. <laughs> uh, he actually turns around and goes, I don't know. Conrad will stride after him then. Then I will accompany. Whilst this is happening, Beatrice picks the cloak up off the ground. Okay. Um... On a CV, he just watches you two go and just looks at four okay. like, your brother. <laughs> Beatrice, he is. I will roll stealth. I will roll stealth. Beatrice has a very good passive perception. No, no, no. Roll stealth. I'll do it. Roll, I will roll do a, it. Roll a stealth. Natural 20. Natural 20. <laughs> okay. Which with it, my uh, the yeah. 22. Yeah. <laughs> I whisper good. <laughs> like the stealthiest whisper you've ever whispered in your life. Yeah. Not usually, like, no. I don't know what to make of either of them. Okay. So, Exley, describe so, what Conrad sees. So, Exley oh, takes boy. a moment, um, and he's going to ask Conrad to stand a respectable distance back. He will. Um... He's almost hesitant in how he speaks. Um, and then Exley is going to draw a couple of symbols on the ground. Um, he's going to take out a couple of different components, um, some of which he's used before, like uh, fragments of um, you know bone dust and uh, weird fungus and and things like that 
and sort of sprinkle it around in this circle that he's made. Um, he's then going to take Vilnius's body, um, turn so that Exley's body is between Vilnius and Conrad. Um, there's a bit of motion, and then when Exley turns back around and places Vilnius in the center of the circle, there are the bone fragments from his original skeleton friends that he kept embedded around uh, like the chest area of where Vilnius is, and Vilnius's head has been replaced with the gilded skull. Exley is then going to try and cast a very similar spell to what he's done in the past, but with a couple of tweaks that he's thought of of the night time. He's going to try and cast Animate Dead, and as he does so, he begins chanting in uh, a mix of Druidic and Sylvan. Um, and probably a little bit of Elven as well. Um, but I don't know if Conrad understands any of that. He does understand Elven. Oh, okay. Um, in that case, a there's not a lot that is picked up, but some of the words that are picked up, there is uh, undeath, growth, strength, and serve. And as the spell is completed, uh, there is almost like tendrils that coming out from the ground that are imbued within this body that almost make it swell and grow and it keeps growing until this body is about 10 feet tall and then its eyes open wow um, Conrad is like he he watches all of this. He does understand. He even like um, he just yeah he watches very curiously with his eyes kind of like a little bit like not glazed but like a, a little bit um, and um, he looks both like repulsed and fascinated by this entire um thing. Probably a little bit too fascinated, I suppose. Does the creature do anything? Oh, like. The creature sways sort of absentmindedly, staring at Exley. Um, Conrad, if I may introduce you to Prime. (laughs) And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. Thank you for Mitch, listening, I would like folks. you to go directly to jail. Thank you for listening. Okay. Oh, thank you. Right. Thank you for listening, everyone. I hope you see sexy fan out of Brian in the next <laughs> episode. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.